Good morning, church family. This is Pastor Dan, and I am going through the book of Psalms, this big book of poetry, and we're reading it week by week. We're going to look at um, how the authors use different techniques and tactics in their writing to just kind of communicate their message and get ideas across. I remember my um, poetry teacher or my English teacher in senior year would give us these techniques on reading poetry, so that's what we're implementing in this series. So, um, But this week is going to be a little bit different than the past couple of weeks. Rather than reading a psalm and kind of uh, dissecting it and talking about its different um, sort of tactics, we're actually going to go back and we're going to look at Psalm 1 and 2. Now, I mentioned in the first episode that I would take a pause here and there when I had the opportunity to kind of reflect a little bit on the structure of psalms and talk about how they relate to one another, even though we're going to be, usually anyway, talking about just one psalm isolated in and of itself each week, like we have been, we want to remember and realize that the book of psalms is a book, uh, that it has an intended structure, that its pieces are connected for uh, an intentional purpose by the uh, original collector, and we see that in these first two psalms. So we're going to go back and kind of review them just a little bit, not a ton. We're not going to read through these two psalms, um, but we're going to read the first and last verse of them, and we'll talk about them a little bit. Uh, But I just want to kind of hopefully, uh, in pointing out these two uh, these these connections between these psalms hopefully will help us to realize the connection between the psalms throughout the rest of the Psalter. So I think it's easy for us to just isolate these psalms, and definitely the way that we're going through this book can encourage us to isolate these psalms, but we don't want to do that. We want to look at them collectively as best as we can, and we're going to start that practice here with just psalms 1 and 2. So First, I want to point out something that's kind of unique about these two psalms. They have no title and no author. Um, most of the psalms in the in the Psalter have like a Psalm of David, or this is a Meskel, or this is a coronation song. There's usually some kind of indication about what this psalm is about and who wrote it or in what style it was written, but we don't have anything for these two psalms that kind of correlates with that function. There's no title, there's no author, nothing like that. So that makes them kind of unique. There's a lot of people who have speculated that these two psalms might have been written by the individual or individuals who compiled the Psalter since the Psalter was written by so many different people. So it's possible that the person who put the psalms together, put the psalm book together, wrote these first two psalms, and perhaps that's why they kind of removed their authorship from it, Um, but we don't really know why that's the case. That being said, they are uh, interesting. They do provide a connective tool. If you guys remember, we've been talking about the past couple of weeks this idea of parallelism, how verses or stanzas uh, in a psalm will reflect one another in a a couple of different ways. And the psalms, Psalm 1 and 2, do that. So they do that with the first verse and the last verse. So I'm just going to read those two verses for you real quick and see if you can catch the parallelism that's at play. So this is Psalm chapter 1, verse 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. And then Psalm 2, 
verse 12 says, Kiss the son, or he will be angry, and your way will lead to your destruction, for his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. If you noticed, Psalm 1 starts with a statement of blessing. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked. And Psalm 2.12 ends with, Blessed are all who take refuge in him. And both of these statements are important for the psalm that they're in. They reflect what the psalm talks about. And obviously, Psalm 1.1 kind of introduces this idea. Psalm 12, or Psalm 2.12 sums up the idea, Blessed are all who take refuge in him. It's this sort of culmination of what's been talked about in the previous verses, kind of like a period on the end of it. Um, But both of these psalms, both of these uh, stanzas in these psalms reflect one another, as does the content on the inside. We talk about in the first uh, psalm, which we mentioned in the second episode, this idea of following the law, following what God has instructed, meditating on the law, and following the path of the righteous and avoiding the path of the wicked. It's this very personal, very introspective approach to devotion. It is talking about meditating. It's about following your the path that God has laid out for you. It is very sort of individual approach. But in Psalm 2.12, we have blessed are all who take refuge in him. And the psalm that's leading up to this statement is a psalm talking about how God chooses to react to the rebellion of the world and how he has instated David, how he has instated Jesus, how he's instructed us, we could sort of extrapolate from that a little bit, to be emissaries for him in this world, to spread his law, to spread his rule to the rest of the world. So you have these two different ideas, and they're ideas that are going to be reflected throughout the rest of the psalm. It's this sort of personal, one-on-one, kind of like development of the individual that we see in Psalm 1, and then we have this action that we're supposed to take, this approach that we're supposed to have to others around us in Psalm 2, especially in that last verse. So we get this idea, it's this sort of completed parallelism where the first verse in Psalm 1 sets up this idea for what you're supposed to be, and then the last verse in Psalm 2 kind of concludes this idea for what your goal as a righteous person is supposed to have an outflow of. I also appreciate how both of these passages reflect a a lot of wisdom as well, both of these verses. Blessed is the one who meditates on the Lord's law. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked. My apologies. And then blessed are all those who take refuge in him. We have a very sort of um, obedience-focused instruction in Psalm 1, and at the end in Psalm 12, it's not so much obedience as it is uh, taking refuge, taking safety. It's this sort of relational idea. It's this really reliance on God. So it's interesting to see these two ideas paired together and to reflect one another. And as we go throughout the Psalms, there's going to be a lot of wisdom that's sort of um, directed at these two ideas, either at self-development, at self-improvement, at striving to be more and more like Christ, or taking the Psalm 2 route. How are we supposed to kind of obey him? How are we supposed to interact with the world around us? How are we supposed to, what are we supposed to do with this self-development that we've gotten? So I want you guys to just, I just wanted to take 
an episode out here to look at that reflection and kind of notice how God is um, organizing this book so that we can learn more about it and learn more from him. And as well as as we go through the rest of these psalms, kind of keep that idea out. Because the Bible isn't just for us as individuals. I mean, it is God speaking uh, to us. It is God speaking for our benefit. But at the same time, we aren't scholars, you know, sitting in our tower, whiling away, taking notes. We need to actually turn this knowledge, turn this wisdom into uh, fruit for him, into kingdom work, into actual change and blessing in the lives of those around us. So I don't really have a takeaway for this week. I don't really have a feeling necessarily like I usually do. Um, But I want us as we go forward in these weeks to come to be thinking about how these verses or how these psalms rather, these poems, affect us in this way as an individual and how it develops us or how it instructs us and commands us to carry out God's mission in the world around us. So keep your eyes open for those kinds of things. And I look forward to jumping into Psalms chapter three with you guys next week.